Welcome back to Throwing Hands. Long time, per usual, is Daniel Woods, the man. But we have a special guest on today. Josh Fremd, uh, making his LFA debut on the 28th of August, I believe. Josh, how you doing? I'm doing well, man. Doing well. How are you? I'm doing pretty good, man. So, just to start off, how'd you get your start in MMA, man? Oh, man. Uh, just got really interested into it. I started off playing baseball, football, uh, wrestled in high school, and then... Uh, Started getting into fights, you know, in high school and started realizing I was pretty decent at it, a little bit better at it than I was at football. So just started wanting to go down that path. Would you say your uh, high school wrestling uh, played a part in that influence too? Yeah, I'd say it gave me me more of a path to go down. I had more confidence in going forward because I had the wrestling background. So um, you get your amateur start. You, you had about 10 amateur fights, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, what were your takeaways from those amateur fights? Uh, learned, uh, learned a lot more lessons in the two losses that I had. Uh, my takeaway is just I need to keep training, keep pushing forward, keep learning, keep growing, you know. So you, so then after those 10 fights, you go to your first pro fights. What was that experience like? You know, you're getting paid for the first time. And stepping in that cage, what was, like, what was that like? Oh, man, I was, I was exhilarating. I, I, had, uh, I was fighting a really tough dude. Uh, he was 1-0 at the time, uh, real strong guy. Stepping in there was amazing. Getting paid was amazing. You know, I was in college, so I was, I was not making any money. So having all my college friends come out, my mom, my sisters all come out and watch. That was, it was just a great experience. It was a tough fight too. Like I had to dig deep for that one. What's your, uh, so, you go Daniel. Okay. Uh, really early uh, in your career, you got that jump up to Bellator at Bellator 186. Uh, what was it like being that early in your career? Like you said, at that point you were still in college, uh, being able to fight on such a big stage like that, uh, almost off the jump. Ah. Uh. That was crazy how that all came up, you know, because I'm from Pittsburgh and they were having a card in Penn State. And I got a text saying that, you know, there's an opportunity for me to possibly fight on the card. And, you know, I'm not going to turn that down. I was I was working at a home for kids, uh, for juvenile kids at the time. And I was I told my coach, like, yeah, I'll I'll take that. That would be amazing. Uh, I didn't really get a chance to take it all in because I was so nervous and just excited for it. But looking back now, like it's very motivating because I want to get back there. I want to get back there really bad. So uh, why did you move back to the Pittsburgh local circuit after Bellator? Uh, well, <laughs> I guess Bellator didn't want me. It was a one fight deal. And uh, the fight right after I finished uh, the guy in my fight, the very next fight, Taiwan Claxton threw a flying knee from hell and just demolished his dude so I, I didn't really get looked at so it was just a one fight deal and that's what it was so uh you string together another win i believe and you have your first loss via decision to robert uh Gidron. what were your takeaways from that loss and thoughts after oh uh, my takeaway from that is i needed to learn how to cut weight 
a lot better. I needed to fix my strength conditioning because I was lifting a lot. Um, I, I cut. I missed that. I missed weight for the first time in my life in that fight. I think it was by three or four pounds. Uh, Takeaway from the fight was he wasn't better than me. I, I beat myself. I, I gassed in the first round. Uh, I tried to grind all the way through it, but I was making dumb mistakes. I wasn't separating when I needed to. I wasn't striking when I needed to. Um, and, you know, in your hometown, taking a loss in front of all your friends and family, it's, it's really motivating to, like, get back in the gym and do better next time. So you mentioned fighting in your hometown, and we're, we're a couple guys go to West Virginia University. So, I mean, I grew up in Morgantown. I know all about the, the Pittsburgh mentality. Is that something you kind of take a, take a little bit of pride in, kind of being from Pittsburgh a little bit more like a Rust Belt city, a kind of a rough and tumble kind of mentality? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, all through high school, uh, that's all my wrestling coach ever preached to us. Like, we're just blue-collar guys. We're in the gym. We're there. We don't need a big, fancy gym or some a lot of equipment. We just need a place to bleed and sweat. And I really I feel like I embody the Pittsburgh spirit with my grinding mentality. So after um, that loss against uh, Gidron, you, you come back with the win against Andre Hall. After that fight, where would you – after you learned from that loss and how to cut weight, how did that weight cut, the, like the new way you cut weight, help mm -hmm. you win this fight? Oh, I just – I felt amazing. Like I, I didn't feel uh, lethargic. I didn't feel slow. I, I doubled down on my diet. I got with my strength conditioning coach. We fixed what we messed up on last time. And my rehydration was perfect. Like I just felt a better version of myself that next fight. Would you uh, attribute your better weight cut to diet or just better nutrition and stuff like that? Diet. Diet for sure. Uh, walking around at 6'4", cutting down to 185. You know, I'm naturally a skinny guy, so it wasn't so much of like just – I wasn't eating bad. I was just trying to put on muscle, so I was lifting and eating a lot. So it was just tough at the, when I lost a good run that I wasn't doing it the correct way. And then we went back, reevaluated, and we did it the right way. So um, after this Andre Hall fight, you've got your conditioning down. You've shrunk two together. Now you're leaving your local Pittsburgh circuit. You're leaving the hometown, and you're heading to LFA. What's your thoughts on this recent step up in competition? Oh, I'm excited for it. You know, I, I'm ready to take the next step in competition. I'm ready to get into bigger promotions, you know, and – I made the move out to Denver after my last fight to be with a bigger gym, be with uh, just higher caliber people to push me to that next level. Would you say the, the higher altitude in Denver has attributed to your like conditioning and stuff like that? Oh, yeah. My, I've always had a really good gas tank. I've always been able to push the pace. But since moving out here, it's on another level right now. Running through the mountains, especially working with the killers here, like, my conditioning is on another level right now. Has your, has your mentality and preparation changed for this at all, taking a step up to 205? No, no. Um, like I said, just naturally skinny guy. I'm not going to come in cutting weight for 205. Like, I'll probably be under the weight class. The only, the only, there's no difference in my mentality except that I just want to go out there and I want to show the world what I have to offer, the leveling up that I've done in the past two years. It, it's going to be exciting. Do you think the lack of weight cut will 
help you in your fighting? You know, you're not losing all that water weight and stuff like that. Will you have more energy, you think? I don't know. We'll see. I, I always feel like I, I can come out with a lot of energy. Not cutting weight is going to be interesting. Like, uh, but in high school, I bumped up a weight class most day, most uh, matches anyway. Uh, I used to wrestle at 182, and then I bumped up to 185 to have to make sure our team had a full lineup. And you know, it helped with the speed. You know, guys cutting down, they're real tired. So I'm excited to see it. I think I'm going to be able to push the pace really hard in this fight. So what are your thoughts on your uh, upcoming opponent, Lamar Gozi? Like, what, what do you think of him with what you've seen with him so far? I mean, I don't really – I didn't put too much effort into doing any research on him. Uh, before I even knew what the weight class was for the contract, I just signed up because I was like, I, I want to fight. It's been a minute. I've been training my ass off, just working hard since I moved out here. Um, it was interesting. After I signed it, I went back and looked, and I was like, oh, all right, it is at 205, so I'm cool with that. Um, I think he's going to be tough. You know, he's undefeated. He's, he's a big guy. He's going to try and, you know, manhandle me, but I'm just going to go out there and perform how I know I can. Yeah. I looked on your sure dog and you, ha you, you have had a long layoff. What, what was that layoff, uh, because of, was it the move? So yeah, a part of it was from the move. Part of it was from a couple injuries that I sustained since I moved out here. Um, I had, I tore my meniscus. It was like an old uh, high school wrestling injury that I never really took care of. And then uh, in the middle of jiu-jitsu, it just went on me. So I had to go get that taken care of. Um, I was about to sign a contract to fight. And in December, like right after Christmas, I was helping a teammate get ready. And we were sparring. And I caught a knee. He wasn't wearing knee pads. Uh, towards the end of the round, I broke my orbital. I had to get that taken care of. Um, so, And then as soon as I healed up from that, I was ready to go. Then corona hit. So... I've just been, I've been keeping steady. I've been in the gym every single day, whether if it wasn't medical related, I was here in the gym. The longer your career has gone on, the more it seems like you've been finishing guys by submission, even going back to your amateur fights. Is that something that you've tried to develop over time or is it something that you had from the beginning and it's just started to come out more recently? Yeah, I mean, it was just, that was basically just because of, coming from Pittsburgh, coming from a wrestling background, like we're real ground heavy wrestling jujitsu. And that's just, when you're in the cage, you just go off instinct. And that's how it always was for me. Like I never really had too much, uh, I had boxing at home, but uh, it was just mostly groundwork. So when I felt like I was in any type of danger, boom, take down, take it back or do anything I can to submit people. Um, but like, ever since moving out here, my standup has leveled up tremendously so i'm excited to show that off would you say your your ground game is the strongest part of your all-around game not anymore it wow. was it was but not anymore wow so you feel like you've improved so much with the stand-up with kickboxing and boxing that it's overtaken that yeah I, i've always been a really good boxer but <laughs> what's up man sorry uh, but I've always had really good boxing. You know, I came uh, second in Golden Gloves uh, to a really a beast, Sonny Conto, who's signed to top rank right now. So he was my only loss in boxing. But moving out here to Denver, working with all these guys out here, like I've been able to use my legs more. I've always been a really good kicker. You know, I just never had the, the person to teach me or people to teach me techniques and different things. So moving out here has definitely helped me. My kickboxing has gotten a lot better. Now you mentioned that you were you were a Golden Gloves. What would you say like that 
level of competition has that prepared you for going in MMA did that prepare you for going in MMA you think oh yeah oh yeah definitely um I I didn't get into boxing until I really got into MMA you know uh I'd say I started MMA first and then I got into boxing and I fell in love with boxing and after that loss that I had to that kid like it really showed me high level boxing you know and I felt like I was close with him the whole time um I lost the decision I was out you know in his hometown, but it really brought my confidence up to where I really believe in my boxing. So you fight Lamar Gozi next week. After you get this win, where do you see yourself going? Back in the gym, back in the gym, grinding away until I get another opportunity. You know, I'd, I'd love to continue to fight for LFA. I would love to, you know, get a chance at that middleweight or light heavyweight belt. I don't really care where it goes. I just, I want to get back in the gym. I want to make a statement. And then I want to get back to grinding, you know, just I'm going to keep working until I get where I want to go. Do you see the UFC in your future? Yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, how long would you like to see that come into fruition? I mean, I want to say as soon as possible, that would be amazing. But I'm also I'm also very young. I also see a lot of people who get there too soon, you know, and they have like maybe two or three fights. They drop one. They drop two out of three and then they're done, and they don't get looked at for a while. So if it's soon, I have a great team around me that they're going to teach me, you know, and I'm going to be able to work my way up. If not, then I'm just going to keep going on the regional scene, and I'm going to keep building and building until they can't deny me, you know? Yeah, definitely. Hey, Dan, you got anything else? I'm good, man. All right, work. All right, Josh, where can they find you on social media? Yeah, at Josh Frem on Instagram, at Josh Frem on Twitter, Facebook, same thing. All right, Josh. Dude, thanks for coming on, man. We really appreciate yeah, it. I appreciate you guys having me. All right, guys. Uh, that's been an episode of Throwing Hands. Uh, Josh Fremden, everybody.